0: Let your snacks be heard. Just go to frito laysnacketespnationcom to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Year's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. laysnacketespnationcom right, all right, all right. Welcome back to Miller Edition of podcast. Back from the off-season. I'm your host, Ed Bromarco. with me, as always compatriot like Mike Anderson how you doing today Mike
1: doing well watching some football just got back from vacation um,
0: we got the Saints and Jaguars on tonight it's a yeah. interesting combo I don't I don't think we're gonna see these guys in the playoffs but uh, you know maybe the Saints still
1: a yeah, very unlikely Super Bowl uh, matchup. Let's, uh, let's leave it at that I mean what, what do you think that what do you think the payout is if that to pick that yeah Uh a lot. Probably plus 10,000. Minimum. Yeah.
0: Minimum. Anyway, betting aside because that's not legal across the country yet. Right. Um, Vikings. Mike, we're getting close. We are. What, we got three weeks until in this this whole shebang kicks off?
1: I believe so. Three weeks from, uh, <clears throat> three weeks from yesterday, I think. From
0: yesterday at the time of recording, which I think you guys will be listening to this.
1: A couple days, yeah. A
0: couple days ahead.
1: So inside, you know, probably two and a half weeks from where, uh, where you're at.
0: Yeah, it's getting close. Um, off season has felt incredibly quick, but uh, guys are back. They're getting, they're getting ready to play. You're you a little bit more down in the club than I am, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that. Um, <laughs> breaking news of the day. Again, this will be this will be old news by the time you guys hear it. But Everson Griffin back in purple.
1: Yeah. What
0: are you How you feel? How you feeling about Everson back in purple?
1: Uh, I mean, I I don't mind it. I think, you know, he was uh, an electric player obviously throughout many of his years here. So um, I think the familiarity with Zim and knowing what they can get out of him should be beneficial when they put him on the field. Uh, You know, a nice veteran presence to that defense. Um, A guy that obviously knows how to get people motivated and and brings Mm -hmm. a lot of energy and excitement to, uh, you know, a lot of new pieces and a lot of younger players on this team. So I think Um, you know, overall, I don't have a problem with it. I didn't see the number. I don't know if they even released it, but I think it's a one-year deal.
0: Yeah. One-year deal. I'm assuming not for much. Okay. I I would be surprised if it was a, it was a high dollar amount, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to have him back just, just for the locker room and just for, just for the energy, like you said, he brings. Yeah. I think he just elevates everyone around him to, to that, that higher energy, that, that higher fun level that you're trying to get to as a, as a player. So, um. I think it'll be good. Um, Obviously, I don't think he's a starting right end anymore. No. Uh, But you you bring him in there in rotation, you keep him fresh. I I think you can do a a lot of fun stuff with that, and I think he's going to generate some good pressure. You get a couple sacks this season, and and, you know it's going to be fun to watch. I I think this D line is really shaped up into something that uh, is going to be very interesting to see um, how Mike Zimmer morphs that and, and gets gets pressure with some weird looks.
1: Yeah, especially last year, where they were. I think they might have been one of the worst teams in the league for generating pressure. Like, um,
0: if not thirty second, we were right there. Yeah, uh,
1: which obviously showed because it put pressure onto a young secondary and a very injured secondary last year, uh, and just resulted in you know one of our one of our worst defenses, or I think it was the worst defense in the Zimmer era. No, no. we obviously we had a lot of injuries. Uh we had some opt outs, you know, there was a lot going on last year. But uh I, I think certainly Everson kind of caps off what should be one of the better defensive lines now. Uh now I'm not necessarily saying that's gonna translate throughout the defense, but I think when you look at the defensive line uh, and certainly the linebacking core, you know, I, I think you can make an argument that they're one of the top units in the league.
0: Yeah, and that front seven can erase a lot of deficits yeah. on, on the back end. So <clears throat> and also, you know, you got, you got Dirty Harry in the back end there with, with Xavier Woods. Yeah. Uh, so that that should help take pressure off of this cornerback group that's pretty much a hodgepodge that we put together on the fly in this offseason.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, it should be good. It should be a, a lot more fun to watch than it was last year, uh, you know, when, when Cousins and company do not have uh, the football. So,
0: yeah, which, which you know, I'm hoping is is not a lot of time, but. You know, yeah, it's fair. We'll, we'll see. We'll see how that goes. All right. Um, other recent news here. It uh, looks like uh, the Vikings brought in Dr. Michael I can't, I can't, Osterholm. Osterholm. Yeah. There it is, so. and,
1: uh, I think a, a leading doctor on, you know, vaccination. I forget the word. Uh, Epidemiologist, something along those lines. But basically something. dedicated to, uh, you know, studying uh, I think viruses and, and uh, vaccines, things of that nature, brought him into the, to the team today. And, uh, you know, I guess regardless of where you're at on on that side of things, the Vikings are currently, unless something's changed, uh, the lowest vaccinated team right. in the NFL, mm-hmm. which, uh, you know, you as a fan saying, well, who cares? Well, you might care because of the NFL's policies that have been put into place, which, you right. uh, essentially can eliminate players for a game or two um, or more if they're not vaccinated and, and uh, are exposed or test positive. Uh, you know, there the NFL is taking a very strict policy for especially non vaccinated players, which happens to be some of our best players right. uh, on, on both sides of the football.
0: So, so no matter, no matter where you fall on the issue of vaccination or not, um, like you said, the point stands that, these guys could miss significant times for not even just testing positive for just being close to someone who tested positive, and that list is currently including Harrison Smith, Kirk Cousins, um, Delvin Cook, Adam Thielen. Um, I think a couple of the old line are still still not vaccinated. So <clears throat> if you get some close contacts there and some of these players are in the same room with each other with the contact tracing thing, saying hey, you could you could easily lose half your starting offense.
1: Well, I'll look at preseason here. The Vikings essentially lost all their quarterbacks uh, yeah. a couple of weeks back. So they sign
0: in two two street quarterbacks just to have
1: enough to practice. Yeah, and I mean, if that sort of a thing happens in the regular season, <laughs> I don't care how good you run the football, you're probably staring at a loss. Uh, yeah. You know, Or so. a
0: very difficult win that's going to look very, very ugly.
1: Yeah, and and also, <laughs> you know, they've even taken it, I believe, to where uh, you can forfeit a game. Right? If you don't have yeah. X amount to play, it goes down as a loss. Um, if They can't reschedule it. I, I thought there is no rescheduling is what I had read. But
0: My original thing that I read, and this could have been changed, but the thing that I read was if they cannot reschedule it, they'll make a, an attempt to reschedule it. Sure. But if they can't, for whatever reason, they can't squeeze it in before the end of the regular season, the you team lose it. The responsible takes the yep. loss. Okay. The team with the, with the outbreak takes the loss.
1: Well, I yeah, I mean... Like we said, um, you know, just just regardless of where you're at, it could have implications for your favorite football team mm-hmm. as we uh, get into uh, the 2021 season here. So, um, some something we'll certainly, you know, keep an eye on. Um, those of you on Twitter and you know, if you follow the NFL, you know it's it's everywhere. You know, every it's, team. It's not everywhere. going away. You know. um, so you, you'll be up to date on it if you follow any of the reporters and, and things of that nature for uh, mm-hmm. this team or any other. But, um, you know, talking about some of the players uh, that maybe are new to the team, uh, wh- what do we have that's different this year from last year? I mean, what, what would you say are some of the big changes potentially from that 2020 team that uh, struggled early, fought their way back uh and then ultimately, you know, just couldn't finish uh, the season strong enough to, to sneak into the playoffs. Well, I mean, I, I think on the offensive side of the ball, there's not a lot changing
0: there. Um, I think right guard, you see a little bit of change there, which thank thank whoever for for that happening, because our guards were absolute <laughs> garbage last year. Um, so it looks like Ole Udo is, is winning out the right guard job. Yeah. And if you paid attention at all to the O line during the preseason, which that's basically all I pay attention to, um, he handled the Forrest Buckner in the last game. I think, I think that's uh, their rusher there in Indianapolis. Handled him very, very nicely on the interior there. So um, that's always good to see. <clears throat> so I think on the offensive side of the ball, really, you're looking at there's no Cal Rudolph. So you're looking at Irv Smith Jr. Yeah. Hoping that he can take that next step. Um, you still got Justin Jefferson. Although we haven't seen him in the preseason yet. Don't know if we're going to see him in the preseason. Um, expect him to draw even more attention than he did last year. Um, so not not a whole lot's changed there, but the O-line has a huge potential to, to jump up in performance. We were not good last year. We have potential to jump up into, you know, top 10-esque status there. If we can solidify that interior and, and maybe see some playing time from uh, Christian Derisa, our number our first-round pick. <clears throat> traded down to get him. Um, if you've seen the video put out by the Vikings network there, they were very happy that he was sitting there yeah. when they traded down. Um, I think they were even trying to trade up to go get him again after they traded down initially. So um, you have to be excited about that. Hopefully he can come back from the groin injury he had. He, I think he had some surgery last Probably, week yeah. or a week and a half yeah. ago, something like that. So we'll see how that shakes out. But I think right now you're looking at um, – the most critical failing point of last year is improving. The one thing we don't know is what is this Quinn Kubiak thing gonna gonna work out like? Right? Is that is that gonna be better than than you know um, Gary Kubiak? Is it gonna be worse? We don't know. yet. we haven't seen anything, and preseason is not a good judge of that. Um, but then you look at the defense, right? <clears throat> I think there's one corner on there that was a starter last year that's starting for us. And that's Dantzler. I think everyone else is is been replaced by. Rashad Breland, um, Patrick Peterson, those yeah. are missing. Mackenzie Alexander, he's back. Um, so the defense has seen an overhaul because if you look at the starting D-line last year, I think there's one common piece there, and he's not even a starter anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the entire D-line is basically revised. Um, Anthony Barr gets back in the lineup. He was he was out the majority of last year. You still have Kendricks. Um
1: who missed a fair amount of time last yep. year,
0: too. Um, I forget who our, our third linebacker is at this point. I think it's Nick Vigil is our current third linebacker. So he's a new face as well. The the safety opposite of Harrison Smith is also a new face. So realistically, you're looking at two, maybe three guys that that were there for significant time last year as starters this year yeah. for the Vikings defense. So that, that's a lot. That's a lot to deal with. So there's a lot of unknowns there, but you, you hope that you can improve from almost last in every single statistical category. And you hope there's there's an improvement there. So it's it's, it's going to be interesting to see how that unfolds and how that starts to gel as the season goes on.
1: Right. And, and I mean, the improvement, uh, you know, we were just looking at the schedule and we'll kind of uh, maybe gloss over it here in a moment. But, uh, you know, Cincinnati week one, a, a team that's got, uh, a ways to go, I think, right. They've got a, a mm-hmm. essentially, um, you know, a young quarterback who was injured last year, coming back from injury. You, you know, they, uh, went ahead and, and drafted a wide receiver early this year. Uh, it's now a wide receiver who opted out by the way of his final year of college. So have been away from football now for, mm-hmm. um, you know, going on what almost would that be almost two years, essentially? Yeah, um,
0: and it was also semi-controversial that they drafted him over Penny Sewell.
1: Yeah, to, to protect, mean, and, yeah. To protect
0: your quarterback you just got last year, kind of an interesting move on their part, but yeah, it's mean, obviously the choice they made.
1: Yeah, so I mean, I think that uh, what we're trying to say is you might uh, be able to kind of, you know, work out the kinks, game one, Uh and still put yourself in a position to win the football game. You know, Mm -hmm. we're not starting with Green Bay like I believe we did last year and and got uh, rolled, Mm -hmm. but then, you know, right after that, you go to Arizona, you come home and host Seattle, a team we've struggled against, and then uh, I believe you host the Cleveland Browns right after that, which, you know, these are some football teams that have some pretty high aspirations. So I think with all those new faces on the defensive side of the ball, uh, some again on on the offensive side with uh, potentially that, O line, right, making sure who's going to be healthy and, and kind of getting some consistency there. Uh, I think it's it's going to be really important to uh, learn very quickly week yeah. one because
0: you're going to be tested early yeah. in the schedule.
1: Yeah, and and um, you know as as we just alluded to, it it's not doesn't get a lot easier as we go. Obviously, an added game this year. Uh, I believe our added game is the game we're going to play the Chargers. I think was. Uh, technically the one that was yeah. added for us. Uh, so, yeah, um, I, I would agree with everything there, you know, and as far as new pieces, I think we mentioned, uh, two. you know, Kellen Mond was another pick, right, a, a rookie quarterback that, you know, I don't know what the plan is. I don't know if that's the plan from uh, three years from now. Uh, you know, if they move away from Cousins, we'll see, right? Uh, you never know with rookie quarterbacks until uh, – I mean, look at Jordan Love was a couple of years ago and we still don't know about him or some of these other guys. But um, that's one to keep an eye on this year. Uh, Chris Boyd has really emerged uh, over camp uh, from what we're hearing. So uh, look for him to step up and fill uh, some of these roles in the secondary. Uh, And then, you know, you mentioned Danzler, but you, you didn't mention how he's not looked great. Right. In the two preseason games, I believe he's given up a long touchdown in each one of the games you can say it's preseason, but one, you know, what was arguably your best corner in a weird year last year is getting beat in off preseason. Yeah. You know, you have some concerns there. So uh, we'll see. We know Zimmer can uh, be a magician with uh, defensive backs, but.
0: Well, it, it, it's also important to note that, I mean, through these preseason games, we haven't seen, you know, start the full start in D line. Right? right. We have not seen Hunter at all. Right. Um, and it, Honestly, to me, it looked like some of those d liners were not really putting a lot of effort into these first couple of preseason games, which is not unexpected. Um, some of those guys that, that know they're not on the roster bubble, you know, they might take it easy to kind of save some of that fuel for the the, the regular season, and they don't necessarily need to prove much. Um, so some of that might get erased just just with that with more pressure being on the quarterback. Um, but yeah, it's 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 definitely concerning as far as Dancer goes. Um, but you know, we we'll just we'll have to see how that rolls out. We have. I think plenty of options at corner at this point, um, having no real um, significant injuries in, in this preseason so far, in this time leading up. So yeah, that time will tell, and, and Zimmer's going to work his magic and and figure out Dancer and if that's you know rolling him in different spots and, and masking kind of what what his current you know what his current hangup is, what his current failure is, then that's what he's going to do. Yeah, he's been he's been proven that he's he's very good at at masking those kind of things.
1: Yep, and you know with the addition of the extra regular season game, uh, they drop down to three preseason games, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's just one remaining, I mean, I which
0: think the man should have also added a second buy, but that's.
1: Yeah, uh, one remaining preseason game, which typically the third one is where you see the most play from the starters, but. You know, I I don't think anyone really knows what teams are going to do. You have a lot of players, not just for the Vikings, um, but across the league, some of your better players your superstars that haven't seen the field yet. And with that final game, you know, do you risk uh, injury uh, or do you assume, hey, these guys are veterans, give them a series or two, they're going to get back into it and kind of fight your way through. Uh, You know, I don't know. There remains to be seen. I'm assuming maybe we play this coming weekend. I uh, haven't actually looked into that, but, uh, yeah, like we said, we're, we're, you know, basically two and a half weeks away and we'll find out what this team is made of <laughs> pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. It's, it's a tough schedule ahead, but I, I think we'll get there just fine. Um, you know, before, before we run, there are, like some season predictions here. Anything else we want to talk about draft class, free agent pickups, um, we have a couple more players listed there, but uh,
1: cap space, I guess, was one other. Um, I, I think I'd asked you ahead of time if it's because I felt I'd heard we had still, you know, a fair amount of cap space. Cap space to sign a guy or two, and it it sounds like maybe you looked it up and we're
0: got we about thirteen and a half million effective cap space. So um, if you've heard that term before, and if you're not aware, effective cap space is basically how much we have left after all contracts are accounted for, because all 53 um, players count against the cap in the regular season and your practice squad, which I think the practice squad went up in cost. So that's about 2 million for practice squad and all your contracts um, in the regular season. Right now it's about 13 and a half million cap space. Everson Griffin is not quite on that yet, uh, but I'm not expecting a big cap impact from that. I, I don't think, he's someone that's gonna garner like a eight million dollar a year right um, I think it's gonna be more close to two or three okay. maybe um, if I had to make a guess and maybe by the time this thing launches we'll have an understanding of what that is but um, bottom line is yeah we have some we have some room to go out there and, and make make a, a sign in or two um, I just I don't think I see anything that really makes sense at this point um, for us to do you know so you stash some of that away. Maybe midseason, <clears throat> something happens to one of your guys, and you need to pick up a street free agent, or you need to make a trade um, and absorb some cap space that way. Um, so having that flexibility is not going to is not going to hurt us at all. Um, and if we maintain that that cap space all the way through to, to next year, all the better, because then we can have more flexibility of of dealing with with Kirk if Mond ends up starting sometime this year and, and it's like, Oh, that looks like the guy then we have some flexibility to get rid of Kirk next year. Um, you know, so not a bad thing to, to, to have, you know, a chunk of, of change, to 10 million or so cap space throughout the season. Sure. Because you never know what's going to happen. Right. Like I just look at the nightmare scenario of 2016 where we had to sign four left tackles in the period of like six weeks <laughs> and we had to start converting signing bonuses and, and, approaching guys that were on IR saying, listen, you're not going to get this bonus anymore because yeah. you're on IR. Can we have that money back? And you're trying to scrap 500 k to make a signing work. Right. So, um, yeah, it's going to be nice to have the flexibility. Um, certain teams do not have any flexibility. And then there are teams like Dallas who, over the next four years, have the least cap space by, like, hundreds of million. It's quite It's quite hilarious. That's a whole other podcast so I'm like.
1: Yeah, how did this – I mean, I know we touched on this last year, but how did the Saints manage to get out of uh, – because weren't they in just a horrific situation too coming into this they year? They still
0: mostly are. They've been credit carding a lot of stuff. Um, but, yeah, they, they did a far better job than I thought they were going to. It's still not great for them over the next several years, but yeah. <clears throat> that's been what they're doing is just continuing to credit card the cap. Um so their next couple of years, they have they have several contracts with void years on it to okay. to make that happen. So it's not not like a good scenario for them, but yeah. that's what it is.
1: There you go. All right. Uh, no, I don't think I have any other players. Uh, so
0: you just want to go through like maybe chunks of the season, like quarters of the season.
1: Yeah, we could do that. <clears throat> um, I mean, we already kind of mentioned here. We start off with. Uh, Cincinnati on the road. Right. Uh, then go to Arizona, uh, the week after that. And then, uh, first home game is going to be against the Seahawks, uh, followed by the Browns and, mm-hmm. uh, two, three o'clock games in there two noon games. So, you know, I think I told you before when we were talking, if you can come out of that, I mean, if you come out of that three and one, I think you're feeling fantastic. Just because I think, mm-hmm. again, the Cardinals are a team that thinks they can be very good this year, right? You know, you've got Kyler, you've got Hopkins down there, um, you've got some playmakers. Uh, Seahawks, obviously, you know, typically have high aspirations with with Russ Wilson down there, but also it's a team that
0: we're, we're not losing. that We game just can't
1: game. beat. We're, right,
0: we're not losing that game.
1: Uh, you know, infamously oh, last no, we're not year. You know we had it and and we missed it by a half a yard. If Madison just cuts to the left, we win. And then you've got uh, Stefanski coming home. Stefanski w- you're uh, in the Bowl. Which, uh, you know, the Browns are a team that outside of Kansas City uh, are right up there with some of the Super Bowl favorites. So um, obviously a loaded team there.
0: But I mean, you have the old protege coming in to face off against the the, the old master. In Zimmer. Yeah. You think there's a little bit of extra juice in Zimmer's step there to be like, I want to shut you down.
1: Oh, absolutely. But it's going to be on both sides, you know? I mean, so. true,
0: but I think Zimmer has a lot more of that stored up energy from not getting a head coaching gig for so long. I, I feel like I feel like he can unleash some hell that, that Stefanski has no idea is coming.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, it, it's going to be a hell of a game, you know? Uh, but I'm just saying, you know, I think they get by the Bengals, but I can very much see this being a one in three stretch. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's not even it might be close games. You know, if you lose to Cleveland, Seattle and a road game to Arizona and they're all relatively close. I don't think the season is lost at that point, but it's just all I'm trying to say. is There's some good football teams there and you can dig quite the hole with that that schedule to start.
0: Or you can put yourself in a very nice position if that's good to start.
1: That's fair. Uh, You follow up after that, hosting the Lions uh, on a noon game, and then going to uh, the Panthers.
0: Then we have a bye.
1: Then we have the bye, and then we've got Halloween night against the Cowboys, prime time. Uh, They come here. And then right after that, we go uh, out to Baltimore to play Lamar Jackson and company, a team that also loves to run the football, play play some good defense. So let's do
0: our five set here because it just makes sense logically. And then after that, we go away to the Chargers.
1: Yes, which is the added game this year for us uh, with that the addition of of uh, you know the 17th game or the 18th week, however you want to look at it. So.
0: Yeah, so I mean, there's potential to to have a lot of wins in the stretch. I think we talked about. It seemed like the last several years when we played the Cowboys in primetime games, we seem to have handled them fairly well. Um, so yeah, I, I think we feel pretty good about that game, um, especially having having it in historic US Bank Stadium. I, I think we feel good about that. Um, I think you're saying Panthers. We're not really expecting them to do a whole lot this year, right? Um, but there's always that one game that you it should win. And you lose. Well,
1: and, and you know most NFL teams here have some some great offensive weapons, right? You look at McCaffrey is there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know they have DJ Moore. They they have some guys that have played well offensively. Uh, I believe Sam Darnold is is probably slotted as the starter uh, down there. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, going to have a little bit of fire there from uh, you know the Jets basically getting rid of him. <laughs> Only a few years into the, the career.
0: What happens if Sam Darnold gets gets traded to the Broncos and he chases Teddy out again?
1: Yeah, <laughs> oh, that would that'd be bad. But, yeah. uh, yeah. So I I think yeah the Lions and the Panthers and the Cowboys I feel decent about those games right. Um. So if you put yourself in a bit of a hole early on, maybe you get back out of it in that three game stretch. Mm-hmm. Uh. But then you know at Ravens at Chargers. Again, two teams that have some high aspirations. I know people love to say when we go play the Chargers, uh, it's almost a home game for us. But I don't know if you've noticed recently uh, a lot of posts on social media where uh, the fandom has been growing quite a bit for the Chargers. So they're expecting maybe uh, bigger things. Might not be more of that road home game, so to speak. But either way, either way, some weapons there, uh, a great defense, uh, I think, you and I both picked the Chargers to go pretty far, uh, you know, in recent years. Now, obviously, they've run into injuries and, and whatnot, but
0: uh, I mean, it looks like Justin Herbert's the real
1: deal down there. So yeah, rookie of the they got year. got themselves um, a nice quarterback. Um, Keenan Allen,
0: Keenan Allen, yeah, right? yeah.
1: Still,
0: still a thing that exists there. Yes. Uh, Joey Boza?
1: Austin Eckler, uh, you know, they, they got some they got some players there. So uh, and and then of, they have, of course
0: they have fifty three of them. Mike.
1: Yeah. Uh, Of course, that Ravens game, uh, you know, also a team
0: quarterback against the Vikings
1: has, (laughs) you know, been solid. So, you know, I don't I don't know. I think that is maybe the stretch where they can make up some ground.
0: I think if you can exit that stretch at four and one, you're feeling really good. I feel like there's got to be a loss in that stretch. Right.
1: Well, it's tough to even, rattle off.
0: Even three and two, I, th- I think you're feeling pretty good about that stretch. Yeah. Because there's some good teams there.
1: I, I mean, listen, it's tough to win four or five in a row, four or five in a row, regardless how good your NFL team yeah. is, right? Uh, so, yeah, I think if you can do four and one, you're, you're feeling great. Uh, and then you have kind of a unique stretch after that, uh, more divisional opponents in uh, you host Green Bay, uh, you go to the 49ers the following week, then go to the Lions, and then host the Steelers, uh, a team that you know it sounds like you're not very high on, but I know uh, in the national media they're starting to get a little bit of buzz. Uh, I
0: just don't see it based on based on how they played down the stretch last year. Yeah. I just I don't see it from the Steelers. Um, maybe I'm completely wrong there, but they're also coming here, so I think we get an advantage there. Um, I I think I think we picked that up as a win. Um, I'm also not sold on golf at all. So I think going into the Lions, I, that doesn't really scare me much. Um, Green Bay, I think, is going to be a tough game regardless. Yeah. You, you got a pissed off Aaron Rodgers coming back. You got Randall Cobb, which you really got to worry about, right?
1: Well, you're always hoping to split with Green Bay, yeah. right? You know, mm-hmm. that's what we say. Uh,
0: if, if you can walk out of Division 4 and 2, I think you're a winner. Split with Chicago, split with Green Bay, and you're hoping you, ta- you take both from a yeah. Um Yeah. Then you look at San Francisco, that one's interesting to me because when is Trey Lance going to be the starter? I think right now it's it's Garoppolo's show currently, but, you yeah, know.
1: Lance's look good.
0: Lance's um, looked good, and by that time there might be some injury that that puts Trey Lance in the starting position. Garoppolo might just have a very poor start of the season, and then Trey Lance starts, and if Trey Lance gets on a hot streak, I mean, we know what he can do because he's, he's my boy from NDSU, so, you know.
1: Well, and it's also a team that I think with the defense and some of the components that yeah. are there, they have, expe- have. they have expectations to be, you know, very good to, yeah. to try to chase that that Super Bowl. Now, mm-hmm. I know everyone has that Super Bowl call at the beginning of the year, but this is a team that has the you roster need depth need to do it. Yeah. To do it. Uh, and so if all of a sudden they determine Lance is the guy or, you know, as we're going to get to Chicago or Justin Fields is the guy, I think you're going to see these teams shift to those quarterbacks Sooner than later. Uh, yeah. You know, with Chicago's, we'll get to, I believe they just guaranteed Dalton the first half of the first game, and then they're going to take it from there, which is just a weird That's statement to weird. make. But, but, uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I mean, it's, a, it's an interesting stretch. Again, I, I think if you came out of that two and two, you're probably not mad because you're getting to. Even if the Lions is one of them, that means you're winning one of the three other games, uh, you know, which are tough. I, I just, I don't know. That's, and all of a sudden we're going through these. It's like now we got one more leg, and we're saying tough stretch, tough stretch, tough stretch each time. Uh, you know, that's why I just think that this this is going to be a, a battle this year.
0: It's going to be a battle, but by the time we're done with the battle, you'll find out really quickly if you're ready for the final battle.
1: No, that's the fair.
0: Final stretch, right?
1: And I mean, I think you, you honestly uh, wrap up with maybe one of the toughest four-game stretches on the it's schedule. Especially
0: if Field starts starts early and he's sitting here at the yeah. end of the season. Because we play um, at Chicago, we host the Rams, then we play at Green Bay, and then we host the Chicago. So Chicago and, twice in four weeks.
1: And the road games, are, uh, Chicago and Green Bay, are both prime time. Uh, now, Cousins obviously has... Slightly shed that shadow in recent times. I think he got a win against Dallas. Yep. Uh, obviously, won the big New Orleans playoff game, mm-hmm. uh, and I think there was maybe one other primetime win, uh, you know, or a national.
0: Uh, well, I know um, Washington was.
1: Yeah. So, so it, it was
0: a Thursday night game. So, so
1: he's kind of he's kind of starting <laughs> to shake that a little bit. I think it's not going to be as prominent as as certainly it was, but. You know, we've struggled going to Chicago all the time. Uh, yep. You know, we've had some luck in Green Bay recently, but you know, Green Bay on January second in, in in the tundra is going to be uh, a pretty big game. And and well, well, both
0: those Chicago and Green Bay that entire month there, they're not going to be fun games.
1: Three of your final four. Yeah. So that's when.
0: Well, two of them, two of them saying outdoors and cold. Yeah. It's it's, it's going to be it's a brutal stretch. Yeah. Like, that's that's where you understand what this team is. Right. The last quarter of this team's season is where you really going to understand, is this team built to actually make a run at this? Or were we just kind of toying around? We might sneak in the playoffs, but be out round one.
1: And let's hope that they're in a position going into those final four to make some noise. You know, that's the other yeah. that's the other key. but. Yeah, so I mean, as, as you look at the schedule as a whole, uh, you know, I haven't looked at the strength of schedule. Uh, Vikings are always typically one of the more difficult ones along with every other team in our division because, you know, we Green Bay has been good. Bay We've approved. been good. Chicago's, Chicago's been flirted good. with it. Yeah. Basically, other than Detroit, you've had teams uh, that are good, which is going to result in when you have, you know, six games against those teams, the strength of schedule is, is going to be harder. But I think you know, when you look at some of these other teams like Steelers, Rams, 49ers, Ravens, Chargers, um, Seahawks, Browns, it's just, uh, you know, if they get through this and they're legitimate in January, I think that there's reasons to think that they can go all the way because they're going to have proven it against teams that, um, not only have high aspirations, but have been there recently and done that. I mean, Green Bay won 13 football games last year. You know, uh,
0: 13 games a year prior.
1: Yeah, and I mean, luckily we went to Lambo last year and, and handed them a pretty big L. That was fun, probably the highlight of the season. But uh, yeah, it's it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a battle. I think health. You nailed it. There's a lot of veterans on this team. Health is always a key indicator. We've seen how it can derail seasons. Uh, whether it be the Chargers, the 49ers in recent years, the Vikings in in 16, uh, mm-hmm. even last year, Minnesota was uh, well, pretty the decimated. The defense
0: was just decimated by injury. Look at the starting positions last year for the Vikings; half the defense was gone full yeah. season.
1: Yeah. So you have to maintain, you know, a baseline of health. And I think this year you have to avoid, you know, that COVID designation. You know, you've got to be as smart as you can. Uh, and hopefully we don't miss out on any of those star players, any of the games. Because, again, losing a Justin Jefferson, losing a Cousins, um, you know, losing a Dalvin, those those can be guys that make plays in a game that win you the football game. And so uh, it'll be interesting to see how this season plays out. But, um, man, it's it should be fun.
0: Assuming everything works out health-wise. What do, you put, what do you put the Vikings record at?
1: I, you know, let me go through this in my, in my head. I mean, maybe you want to go, because you, you, you've got your established floor, right?
0: I, I think the floor to this season is, is eight wins. Um, oh, I said nine wins. Sorry. I do not think this will be another losing season. Uh, just, just based on the defense's performance. Uh, I think every single level of the defense got better this year. Um, especially returning from injuries, um, but you just look at the additions, and this D line is formidable. It went from one of the worst to now one of the most versatile on paper. And, and you look at Andre Patterson and Mike Zimmer; they're gonna they're gonna come up with ways to get some unique pressure. Yeah. You look at the secondary. Um, Zimmer is bringing in savvy vets, some guys that want to be here, um, and bringing some back, some guys like Mackenzie Alexander. I love Mackenzie Alexander. What he did for us a couple of years ago uh, when he was here in the slot was just was stellar. His last year in Minnesota prior to this upcoming season was absolutely phenomenal. Um, so there's a lot to be excited about in the defense-wise, and I think just on the defense itself, that's going to give us a, enough just to get over that 500 mark. The question mark for me is what is Clint Kubiak? Yeah. What what, what does he do differently from Gary? Is he innovative, and innovative enough to, to properly utilize Justin Jefferson, to properly utilize Irv Smith Jr., and, and um, get Delvin in situations where he can showcase his skills and, and kind of get this offense to the next level. I mean, you look at last year, this offense was good, but it left a lot on the table as well. Yeah. And the only reason why some of the stats are so gaudy last year is because we were behind in so many games. So, how does that change this year with a better defense where we're not behind so much? Are we still aggressive? Or are we, are we leaning back into that whole Zimmer mode? I, I feel like Zimmer might be releasing his reins on the offense a little bit. So yeah. how do we capitalize on that? What, what does that look like with Quinn Kubiak? We don't know yet because all we've seen is preseason games, and they rarely script preseason games. They rarely put out some of their best stuff preseason games. So um, that's that to me is the biggest it, what if. So that's where I go from 9 to all the way. You could, This team could could be 13 and 14.
1: Yeah, I just my,
0: my my gut says we're right around that eleven and six, twelve and five mark.
1: I I think you know for me you look at last year uh, when I thought they were dead. I think they were what one and five, one and six, and they rally all the way back to five hundred. You lose heartbreaking games to Tennessee and Seattle games you should have won, uh, but then you have performances at the end of the year. I think it was Chicago. Um, where it's like, okay, how do you play that way when you, they were just yeah. so up and down. And I know there were a lot of, um, <laughs> a lot of situations last year, right. That, uh, maybe we couldn't control There were a lot of injuries. But when I look at this schedule, you know, I th- I think I see a floor of, of six, right. I think I'm comfortable with at least six of these games. And I would see a ceiling maybe around that twelve mark. I I don't think I can ever see this team get into thirteen and fourteen, but I also think it's going to be really hard in the NFL this year just to get to thirteen or fourteen. It's just because of how long the schedule. Because is. of how long the schedule is, not no addition to a second buy, shortened preseason. Uh, just it, it's getting teams are getting better, they're getting smarter, right? It's hard, like you said, you might go to Carolina and get upset. We see it all the time, you know. Uh, And so I think the best teams in the NFL are going to be at that 12, 13 mark. Um,
0: Maybe you might get one. I I just, I don't think
1: you're going to get a 14. I think that the top teams will probably be at 13. You're probably going to have a few of them. Uh, I just, I worry a lot about um, being able to finish games and just some of the things that have happened over the last few years. I don't want to come back and haunt. And maybe Kubiak is going to be an answer. Maybe we will avoid, uh, you know, COVID misses for all of our best players. But um, right now, you know, I, I've got this as, as a sub five hundred team. If I had to make a guess,
0: that's where you are with this team. You're, you're yeah, five hundred. Okay. Well, I'm hoping to be able to prove you wrong after the first uh, first four games of the season. But I,
1: that's then... you know the, you, mm-hmm. you will absolutely if if they come out and and win. Um, you know, three or four of them, obviously you're ecstatic. And I think even if they, if if it's 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 two and two, how the losses are, if it's two and two and how losses are, you know, I think if you're two and two, you almost want that loss to beat a Cincinnati, right? Maybe you, you come Come out and you're flat and you just, they lose a heartbreaker there and then they come Mm -hmm. back and win two or three against, you know, a couple of the better teams, but, uh, yeah, I, I think like we said, those first four are going to be huge because then you move into a three-game stretch where I think we feel comfortable, uh, and you know from there, what's that? Seven games. So, you know, if we go your route, there's in theory an opportunity for six and one, um, which we've seen the Vikings team start that hot. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, even even five and two, I think after the seven seventh game is into the bye, I believe, right. You walk into the bye with with that kind of a record, I think you're still feeling pretty damn good about yourself.
1: Yeah, and I mean the prime time too, right? They they're gonna have to prove it. Cousins is gonna have to go out there and win some football games on the road in prime time, late in the season. The definition of why Cousins has gotten you know all this pushback. So that's part of again why I just don't know that I can say confidently this team is gonna win X amount of games because this team's gonna have to do things on all areas that we just. We're not used to seeing, and and maybe this will be the perfect season. Maybe it'll happen, but um, man, I just I think I'm too beaten down from all the the pain and, and misery to make that prediction preseason.
0: Just let's let's not let's not make it come down to a kick to win it.
1: Yeah, well, it, hey, we, we might sign a former Gopher kicker. You never know. I saw the Giants are shopping him. Which kicker? Uh, I I think it's uh, Santos. I want to say he used to kick for the Gophers. Was pretty good kicker. Pretty consistent. Um, at least. and well, uh,
0: Minnesota's where kickers go to die, Mike, if you didn't hear.
1: <laughs> uh, but I guess he...
0: or more kickers die, but, and then they get a resurrection in Oakland.
1: They got uh, Gano there, who's pretty much got that job on uh, lockdown. So if you were looking uh, for a Vikings trade for a kicker on your bingo card, pay attention here. You might see something uh, soon. Just send another fifth-round pick, fourth-round pick for Kicker.
0: <sighs>
1: but yeah, I guess uh, for me... Things to keep an eye on the next couple of weeks would be health. Um, keep an eye on that that cap space, right? Yep. Um, and you know, just get yourself amped. It's going to be fun. We got football in uh, a little over two weeks, man.
0: Yeah, it's it's going to be great. Um, Full capacity, I believe. Yep. My some of my favorite games are the, are the late preseason games. You just can see the young kids trying to play. But
1: yeah, Trevor Lawrence has been we've been watching this. He's yeah. been playing the whole uh, whole first he's, half. that
0: he's a good series here. Um, but yeah. Um, Get excited! It's 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 back in the swing of it. We're gonna be back in the swing of it here. So you know.
1: Yeah, we might add we might add a couple things uh, this year, right? There's this talk of maybe some video, you know. Yeah. Those of you that yeah, might like
0: figure, that figured out, yeah.
1: I like to listen to this kind of stuff on YouTube, so we should probably get some stuff out there on on that.
0: Yeah, I think the club in the pocket has definitely been been pushing yeah. that recently. So.
1: They've got. We've <laughs> just grown. Um, there's there's so many guys and and uh, girls making content right now
0: yeah it's, um, it's been it's been real fun
1: yeah it's it's been it's been good i'm excited for this year i think uh hopefully the vikings can can match and play well uh because you know the better they play typically the the better the shows uh, the go the better up. the shows go but yeah. yeah
0: yeah but i think that's gonna do it unless, unless you have any last talking points here there, mike Just excited to get, to get through <laughs> yeah. the offseason here get into the season and get this thing rolling
1: i'm good i'm in mid-season form i hit record uh, it appears we have and audio we have box.
0: not accidentally hit stop recording. We haven't, so
1: you know when, our our game. This was kind of our preseason, yeah. and
0: check uh, boxes. You know,
1: hopefully, we'll be pushing out a show weekly, right? We'll yeah, that's planned TBD on the date, but or a day of the week that it'll drop. But yeah, uh, yeah,
0: get this thing rolling, Mike. Let's go. Skull. skull.